You are now listening to The Model Health Show with Sean Stevenson. For more, visit themodelhealthshow.com. Welcome to The Model Health Show. This is fitness and nutrition expert Sean Stevenson, and I'm so grateful for you tuning in with me today. On this episode, we're going to be talking about fatal conveniences, things that appear to make our lives easier, to save us time, but might be having significant detrimental impacts on our health. We're bringing on somebody who has a vast array of knowledge in this subject matter. And I think that what you learned today is absolutely going to blow you away. Now, I'm just getting back from dabbling in a few fatal conveniences myself. I took some time off for the first time in a couple of years. And, you know, obviously a lot has been going on in the world. A lot has transpired, but also a lot of things have have come from this mission and from the Model Health Show. You know, we've crossed 500 episodes of the show. We've repeatedly been the number one health podcast in the country. Eat Smarter has come out and become a national bestseller. It's now getting translated in different languages. Sleep Smarter, my first book, we just crossed, I believe, our 21st translation, foreign publication as well. So a lot of really great things have been happening and just been on the move, moving and grooving, but I haven't really taken time off like a consistent, like, let me step away from work. I've just been feeling so compelled to research and to teach. And so, but I know, of course, the benefits, but sometimes it can be hard to put these things into practice. So took some time off, did a little bit of a staycation because as you probably know, moved to Los Angeles recently, just in time for a whole lot of crazy to kick off. Moved my family from St. Louis, Missouri, Ferguson, Florissant, Missouri, Wildwood. We stayed in Wildwood for a little bit to Los Angeles, California. It's a big, big change, big jump. And it was just in time, just a couple months prior to crazy kicking off in full steam. You know, So I was invited into California with a lot of different changes taking place. And at the beginning portion of moving here, I was working on Eat Smarter obsessively. So really didn't get a chance to actually explore and to see much of California, the state that we moved to. So I did a little bit of a staycation, went down to Huntington Beach. Shout out to everybody in Huntington Beach for all the love. So many folks were coming up to me, people who listen to the Model Health Show and just showing so much love. And I got to tell you, at the edge of California to get to Huntington Beach, it's not that long. If there's no traffic at the edge of California, you're talking 30 minutes. And it's like a different universe. Some people gave me a heads up that it would be like that, but it really was. Life was, quote, normal there in a sense. You know, people were just out. Businesses were open. There wasn't any restrictions on, you know, you coming in with your, with your, with your naked face. There was naked faces out. And it was just kind of really strange to see that the science, you know, just going a few miles was very different because it's all based on science, right? All the mandates and restrictions is based on science. Anyways, it's a little tongue in cheek, but you know, it's, it was very interesting to see and it was great to see uh, being embraced because I haven't had the opportunity to really get out much. And of course we see the, the love and the support via you know, social media and all those things, but it, you know, to, to be able to engage with people, to, to see folks, you know, to, to give hugs and to connect and to hear people's stories and their voices was definitely refreshing. So shout out to everybody in Huntington Beach for all the love. But taking that time off and you know, dipping my toes into the ocean, you know, getting some, some, some more sun exposure and getting some fresh air and all those good things 
but we've got to understand we live in a different reality where even when we travel, a lot of the time, whether we're traveling by an airplane, we've got to understand what are the things, what are the different biological stressors that might be taking place with that. But whether or not we we're jumping on a plane or whatever the case might be, when we get into a new environment, what we tend to do, even if we're in a beautiful, serene environment, many of us are bringing our tech along. So we're jumping right into that internet universe. What could that be playing as far as an impact on our health? What role could that be playing as well? You know, with just jumping on our laptop, for example. So we're going to talk about that today as well. So these fatal conveniences and those words are pretty strong. So our guest today is going to outpicture and kind of expand on why it's such strong language. And I think, again, it's really going to surprise you. But, you know, I'm just so grateful for you being a part of this mission. We've got some powerful, very, very powerful masterclasses and guests coming up. And we're really working hard behind the scenes to help to shift our culture towards something that is more real and sustainable, that has a foundation of real health. Because unfortunately, that hasn't been a big topic of conversation with all this transpired. Nearly, we're going on nearly two years now in getting our citizens healthier improving the health of our immune system and making us less susceptible to all manner of infectious disease and chronic diseases. That hasn't gotten much spotlight at all. It's as if it doesn't exist in some domains, and we're going to make sure that that is brought to the very top and the forefront of our attention. And it's going to, again, it's going to take a lot of work, and truly, it's going to take all of us stepping up and demonstrating what's possible, demanding better for ourselves for our families and for our communities and walking in that direction, holding a vision for what's possible, regardless of all the craziness that's taking place. What do we want our world to look like? What do we want our family structures to look like, our communities to look like? We get to write that right now, or we can pass the pen off to someone else. And I don't recommend that one. So really excited for what we have coming up and just getting ready and pumped up for the journey ahead. And as you know, a big part of that is making sure that we're fueling our bodies, that we're not only sitting back and waiting to see what happens with our health and with our immune system, but proactively fortifying and supporting our immune system with things that are clinically proven. Also, helping to regulate and manage and reduce our presence of chronic diseases as well, with heart disease being the number one killer in our society. It's just on a roll. It's a dynasty of death. All right, it's a, it's a dynasty at this point. And this past year, 2020, we had almost 700,000 people passed away from heart disease. And you barely hear a whisper about it. On average, it's about 630,000 per year, but it took a jump for some strange reason in 2020. And yet it's not really talked about. But what are some of the things that we can do? Well, a really interesting study, and this was published in the Journal of Ethnopharmacology. And they published fascinating research showing that chaga, C-H-A-G-A, chaga medicinal mushroom, significantly decreases the expression of something called nuclear factor kappa B or NFKB. And this activates inflammation in the body. It's one of those inflammatory activators. And as you are very much aware of, inflammation is a huge driving force of the side effects from this particular infectious disease that is top of mind, but it's also a major driving force of heart disease. And that's what they were analyzing in this particular peer-reviewed study is looking at 
something that can help to regulate what's at the core of our body's inflammatory response. And chaga is actually, as a little fun fact, is prescribed as a treatment for cardiovascular diseases in other countries, as well as there's a growing amount of utilization and peer-reviewed evidence on the effectiveness with chaga in regards to cancer treatments as well, and helping to drive and to, to optimize the performance of our natural killer cells, which are a big role player in our immune response. And our natural killer cells are really, they're malleable and trainable. And they can become more effective at killing foreign invaders, including invaders that can take place from within in regards to cancer, for example. So really, really powerful chaga. And it's been utilized for thousands of years. And today, more and more research is coming out affirming how remarkable it is. And funny enough, we actually talked about chaga and you'll see why. It's, it's gonna really, it's a curveball. It's something unexpected. We talked about chaga in this episode. And one of the things that my special guest highlighted is that it's also one of the highest, most concentrated sources of antioxidants of anything ever discovered. I'm a massive fan of chaga, and I have chaga just about every day in this incredible formula. You want an elixir with chaga. I have chaga and cordyceps or chaga and lion's mane and also organic coffee as well. And that has a tremendous amount of benefits for the cardiovascular system as well. You see study after study after study affirming that moderate coffee consumption is incredibly beneficial for the cardiovascular system and also longevity. So reducing the risk of cardiovascular disease and increasing lifespan. So really cool stuff there. And you'd better know where to get it at this point. Make sure that it's organic, none of these crazy pesticide residues, any of that stuff that should not be coming along with things that are there to vitalize and support your body. You wanna avoid those other things that are detrimental to our health. So organic, and also the organic medicinal mushrooms, and they're dual extracted, which is incredibly important. So you're making sure you're getting the hot water extract, alcohol extract, so you're actually getting all of these incredibly important and beneficial compounds out of the medicinal mushroom. This is only from Four Sigmatic. Go to F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com forward slash model. That's foursigmatic.com forward slash model. And you're going to get a special discount off of their amazing mushroom coffees, the chaga and lion's mane or chaga and cordyceps, or you can just get the elixir. If you're not a fan of coffee, you can get the chaga elixir. You've got lion's mane, you've got cordyceps, so many incredible things to choose from. So head over there, check them out, foursigmatic.com for a special discount as well. And on that note, let's get to our Apple Podcast Review of the Week. Another five-star review titled Truly the Best Podcast Ever, Go Listen by Top Marie. I've been listening to The Model Health Show for years now. The information that Sean and his guests share on his podcast is so empowering. The way he provides the information and backs it up with factual evidence and in a way that can easily be understood is so awesome and refreshing. As a 26-year-old woman, it is so great to receive this information for free and be able to share it with my friends and family. I'm constantly sharing the podcast to my socials and with those that I feel will benefit from the information provided. Thanks, Sean and team. Keep sharing the powerful and empowering info and putting goodness out in the world. That means so much. Thank you so, so very much for taking the time to leave me that review over on Apple Podcasts. 
please keep them coming. If you've yet to do so, please pop over to Apple Podcasts and share your voice. It means the world to me. And listen, our special guest is just going to keep up-leveling things. And on this episode, we've got my really good friend, Darren Olian, New York Times bestselling author, and now Emmy award-winning show on Netflix, Down to Earth with his co-star, Zach Efron. Darren is doing some amazing, amazing things. And he's going to be talking about a special series that he's been creating and the science around this and the insights and kind of pulling back the curtain and looking at these fatal conveniences is one of the most important things that we really need to, again, pull back the veil and take a good look at and also look at how can we pivot? How can we upgrade things? So let's jump into this conversation with the one and only Darren Olian. Darren, my brother, welcome back to the Model Health Show. I'm stoked to be here, man. You brought along our first furry guest. Yeah. Chaga is in the building right here. So if anybody hears a little, uh, little rumbling, little, little husky, <laughs> husky bass, it's yeah. Chaga. Can you tell us a little bit about Chaga? Chaga's four and a half, uh, German Shepherd from Germany. Mm. Um, I got turned down for adoption because of the size of my land. Crazy, don't get me started. Uh, I tried to get a, a German Shepherd, and they were like, your property's too big. I was like, what? Um, so I found Chaga. He's got a first-level training, so he's got some protection. And you realize it's just his instinct as well, too. Um, so now I've been just taking him everywhere with me, like just kind of orienting him outside of the property. You know, he's had a lot of experience with the wild already. Mm -hmm. Mountain lions, full-on face-to-face, bobcats, uh, coyotes, and me. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so now just kind of getting him to be comfortable in indoors and buildings and stuff like that so yeah i'm i'm stoked and it's just there's such a bond yeah that it's it's actually harder and harder to leave him mm -hmm. um so it's it's cool that's yeah. awesome that's so awesome yeah. and of course i've been to your place mm. and yeah it's, it's it's a little rugged out there yeah and you know you got that awesome dome set up mm -hmm. that you're staying in and Chaga's right there. Even when he walked in, to, he was scoping everything out, making sure everything's kosher for you. Yeah. Then he laid down. Yeah. You know, he smells everything. He checks everything out. When he's cool, now he's out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, so awesome, man. Yeah. Well, thank you for bringing. And so, and I asked you this also. Mm -hmm. Why'd you name him Chaga? Yeah. 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 Well, as soon as I met him, uh, he was six six weeks from Germany. Um, I saw his coloring, and it and it was instant that's what chaga the mushroom looks like on a birch tree it's dark on the outside barely looks like a it's not a traditional mushroom looking thing it's kind of like this conch of you know you know strange kind of a tumor looking thing off of a birch tree so it's dark on the outside with this coloring and then red and orange underneath and that's what he looks like so i was like that's chaga that's awesome. And, and it's, it's one of my favorite mushrooms. Right. So. It's funny you would say tumor looking thing because yeah. there's so much peer reviewed evidence on chaga versus cancer and increasing in, in, uh, NK cell activity like 200, 300% yeah. and all these incredible things. Yeah. And it's, there's a symbiosis with an injured birch tree, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that, that, that use, the anti stress, 
the adaptogenic properties. Uh, yeah, and it's one of the greatest antioxidants on the planet. Facts. You know? And then when you also look at the use of it, literally throughout all major dynasties dating back from the, you know, 10,000 years in the traditional Chinese medicine and, uh, and uh, the Vikings and all of these things deep into Mongolia and Russia, all of these major kingdoms used chaga mushrooms. Special, man. Yeah. And it's as if, again, if, you, if you're not tuned into that, it's as if it, it doesn't exist in a sense for, certain, for, for a large percentage of the population. Yeah. But it's one of those storied things. There's so much historical evidence, mm. but also now we have so much peer review. And this is a big reason why I leverage science because it's just yeah. affirming so many things that our ancestors knew already. 100%. You know? And so you're a renowned superfood hunter. You're the very mm. definition of what that is. <laughs> and so chaga is one of the many things that you've uh, explored and you know, you've brought some wonderful things to the market, like Baruch, as we talked about yeah. earlier. But I wanted to bring you on today because truly it has been a breath of fresh air, which it might be a little bit of a pun because of what we're gonna talk about today <laughs> yeah. uh, with your Fatal Conveniences series. Yeah. You know, it's one of my favorite things to pop on and check out. And I love the little uh, introductions to those Fatal Conveniences that you put on Instagram. Those are really fun and engaging as well. So what triggered you to, to want to, first of all, what is a fatal convenience and what yeah. made you want to start talking about it? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, just quickly, a fatal convenience is one of those things in our world that you use, cell phone, um, deodorant, shampoo, laundry detergent, uh, paint, uh, disinfectants, uh, hand sanitizers, uh, blue jeans. It's, it's literally things that you don't think about. You use them every day. But, but as we've scaled and as we've commercialized and as we've capitalized, there has been places along the way where we've chemicalized these things. And, and so as we use them, there are things we're using every day that, that are actually undercutting us and our health. And the origin is very interesting uh, because it, it, it had like a layered effect on me. My, so my father, if you really want to see the story, to, to really s understand why it affected him so much, he had what was called a chemical sensitivity disorder before any of this stuff ever was known, right? It was in the late 80s, early 90s, where all of a sudden my dad, a perfume, a smell, a cologne, a shampoo, a deodorant, any type of artificial smell, neurologically and a, a immunologically would throw him off and he and when he would tell you and he'd be fogged out and this is a bright tenured professor right uh he would start complaining and the headaches and you kind of was like when you first heard about it, i was like gotta be in his head this right. sounds weird yeah. like what do you mean and over time he would then teach us as a family you know then i yeah, I graduated college. I'm now in Colorado. Um, and in the early 90s. And so he keeps saying, like, hey, if you're going to come back and you got to use these shampoos and these deodorants, if you want to be around me and you can't wash your clothes in the, with these things, and like, these are the criteria to hang out with my dad. Wow. So as we started, and then he, uh, stopped being a professor, still worked at the University of Minnesota, 
and then was a counselor. He went back to get a second master's degree, and then he's so. What happened was he started to needing to educate the people on his floor. He'd send out these letters saying, "Hey, sorry, could you please not wear all of these things? They're kind of toxic and poisonous to me." And again, it was like you know pushing a massive boulder uphill. No one heard of it as stuff, yeah. and it's a real thing. And chemical sensitivity, and make VHS tapes and give them to everybody, then see these reports and all this stuff. And then over time, as I kind of desensitized myself and using these non-toxic products, mm -hmm. I then became sensitive to the invasion of the perfumes and the colognes and all. And I, it would like, holy, and I would feel weird yeah. because I wasn't using them anymore. So the long story is how, why, how and why some of that setup happened to my father. He was a, a, a naval operator. He was a keeper of the dragon, they called him. He was working on atomic bombs. So he was in the Cuban Missile Crisis on an aircraft carrier getting ready to drop a bomb, right? And so he that was his career in the Navy. And, of course, he comes out and his thyroid's trashed. So then... In their bright idea, he drinks another radioactive fluid and it destroys the rest of it. And then he's on medication for the rest of his life because he has no thyroid. And I really believe that endocrine disrupting situation really compromised him in a massive way. So, so that's, the, that's the genesis story. And then as I kind of continued down that path, um, the first... Uh, Dr. Mosin Hurmanish, who's kind of a sixth generation uh, farmer, but researcher and PhD, uh, he dropped this bomb on me 20 years ago. And he said, hey, you know that cell phone you have? Showed me all the studies back in the day. That's a fatal convenience. And here's the studies. And you put it up to your head and it disrupts because we're electrical and the DNA is working on electromagnetics sending in the RNA. He's like beyond chemistry and biology and all of that stuff. And here's the studies to show it. And I was like, wait, what? And so as he was starting to also, he educated me a bunch of stuff in nutrition, had me look at certain things differently. That term just was like, it anchored in like, Oh, now electronics and EMFs, and then my father's history and this whole thing. And as I was exploring doing a podcast, this was popping up. Like, I don't want people to unnecessarily suffer. And that's, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I, I funny because I, I listen to you so acutely now more than ever because you're going, you're, I mean, you, you just do such great work uh, making it palatable for people and doing such incredible research and un unleashing that and unplugging that for people so they understand it. And there's been many times where I'm like, I'm saying I'm inspired by you as I'm looking through the stuff because you articulate it so well. So, so this practice now of kind of digging underneath things um, has been it's it's weird because on the one hand i'm saying it i'm such an optimist optimistic person that to realize that so many things that we're doing is hurting us yeah. and 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 when you realize that 
over time, when you've discovered something, a formaldehyde and a blue jean or whatever, and the FDA writes about it, they know about it, or the EPA in this case, mm -hmm. but they don't do anything about it. And so I'm like, I'm scratching my head going, okay, so it's a known carcinogen. Here's the studies. You're, you wrote an article on it, almost, almost guilt, you know, letting out the idea that you're less guilty or something, mm -hmm. but yet you're not regulating anything. So then these big things of like, oh, 60 to 90 untested chemicals are being emitted in our atmosphere every year and in, in our environment. And then you're like going, wow. So, so do I think agencies are doing a good job? No, no. So we then have to become our own watchdogs um, for these things because they're, you know, you can eat all the good stuff you want, but. You're being undercut by toxins, uh, and then it's like sides of a coin, right? Yeah. So anyway, that's that's how it started, and and now I'm just I'm curious about it. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting because I've been bringing up this point as well. We I would love if these regulatory entities really were looking out for us. I I, I would love, love if too. that was the truth. Yeah. But the EPA has approved like. 40,000 different chemicals for use in pesticides. It's like, it's, it's insane. Like yeah. in the environmental protection agency is supposed to be, we're a part of the environment as well, yeah. you know, so it's supposed to be looking out for us. Yeah. And now, you know, chemicals like chlorpyrifos used as a pesticide, well-documented, increased incidence of miscarriages, developmental issues for, you know, for babies, the list yeah. goes on and on, but it's caught up in red tape, yeah. you know, because companies, it's cheap, they get yeah. it down to a certain price point where it's easy to, to the yield of the crops and all these different things. These manufacturers, their concern, their, your health is not their concern. That's the big thing I think that we need to get. And also putting our trust in these regulatory agencies like, oh, it's, it's FDA approved or it's the EPA, whatever. That's just not the reality of things. And so this is, this is the point that I wanna make is, for me, I'm very big on like, just, let's just look at the, at the results. Mm -hmm. We have the highest rates of cancer, heart disease, diabetes, Alzheimer, ADHD, kidney disease, liver disease, yeah. the list goes on and on that we've ever seen in history. Yeah. And, and we're supposed to be so evolved mm -hmm. that we'd figure some of these things out. Why is everything so bad? And what you're bringing up is it's not just one thing. Yeah. It's this total, and many of these things are convenient things that we've really kind of in a shadow way just kind of bought into. We don't think about it that are all kind of contributing to this chemical weird soup that we live in today. And no one, no one knows the cumulative effect. Yeah. No idea. And so with even these regulatory things doesn't mean anything. Really doesn't. Their, their regulation of, you know, their bisphenol A or their phthalates that show up almost in every personal care product that undercuts the hormonal system and disrupts it and contributes to uh, liver and kidney disease and cancer. No one knows. So it's like, okay, cool. Well, you seem to try to regulate the shampoo, but what about the, the deodorant? And what about perfume? And what about the cosmetics that you're putting on your face? And so, you know, like, can it be overwhelming? 100%. Yeah. 
but we, it's like everything. You just have to kind of go one thing at a time. Yeah. And I think the whole thing that I'm trying to do is I'm revealing a fatal convenience, but then I'm really trying to spend time with the solution, right? To get like, hey, you don't have to not use the cell phone or the laptop or you know dental floss. So that, 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 that super glide stuff has Teflon on it shown and proven already that it contributes to to cancer of the kidney so just because it's convenient and it slides through it's got teflon and teflon is the most permeated chemical in the world period so even that non-stick pan throw it away right now <laughs> throw it away get just you know, now I, I use this bamboo uh, uh, dental floss and I just put it under the water mm -hmm. before I use it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, now it works pretty much the same. You know, it's like you just find these little techniques yeah. instead of like going, because once you know, I'm like, I don't know if I want to put Teflon in my mouth. Yeah, and it's such a sensitive place as you're, well. Yeah, you're going to absorb. I don't want to cook my food in it. Convenient for it not to stick, but is it worth that convenience for just punching you in the kidney cancer guts? Right? <laughs> you know, like, well, this is, and I'm just going to be 1000 with you. You know, some of these things I was even, I guess a, a part of me was like, I don't know if I want to talk about these things <laughs> because of the fact of like, for, for many people, it's, yeah. it's not for me personally. Yeah. But there are recesses of my mind that would still do this. But some people just feel like, I just don't want to know. Right. I don't, just don't tell me so it doesn't freak me out. Right. And it would be this, whole, this concept of ignorance is bliss. It's a really twisted yeah. way to look at things because it's not bliss. It's stacking conditions against you. So mm. at least we can be enlightened about the things. We don't have to be neurotic about them. Totally. But it is, it is your responsibility to know. And we have to stop taking things at face value because we live in a very different world. <laughs> than what we evolved in, yeah. you know? So one of those things is, and again, we're keeping it 1000, one of those things with the fatal conveniences that you've highlighted is mouthwash, yeah. right? Now, I'm a big fan <laughs> of people not having the stank in his breath, yeah. you know, when they're, when they're talking to me in close proximity. Like I would, I would prefer to not have to deal with that. And so I'm a fan of, you know, oral hygiene, all that good mm -hmm. stuff. But the way that we've gone about it, wow, this is a little bit scary. Can you talk about this fatal convenience of mouthwash? Yeah. I mean, it's fun when I do these things because you look at the history and the real throughout, literally from the Egyptian times, we all wanted good breath, right? So it's not changed. We don't want to. And, and actually, there was a point where they were using, I don't know why, but Portuguese, some had great urine. What, for whatever reason, but people are using urine and it's a very, actually a very sanitizing thing, right? Um, so that, that history has been there for a long time. So but let's get, let me get this straight. So people were using not just any urine, but Portuguese urine yeah. was the ideal for the, for the cleanliness of the mouth. You know, it's like anything from the, the, the dastardly deeds of, of even shark finning for mm -hmm. the Chinese. Like for some reason they get, thinking that that's doing anything for their health. So who the hell knows? I was just looking at the history, getting fascinated. Yeah. Like, let's just 
let's just unpack this because you start to see like oh once once these guys got a hold of it they still had you know menthol and eucalyptus at its core right they're still using things that weren't disturbing the microflora keep in mind the mouth is the second largest population of good bacteria of all bacteria but of good bacteria yeah, oral so microbiome yeah. yeah so and so think about that your digestion is happening mm. right and and so then it takes that turn where you know listerine uh started and uh all these other ones and so when you get that alcohol base you're just now at that proximity you're just what you're starting to wipe out the bacteria and so all of it so now the dependence on that and, and keep in mind you have to peel the layers and no one wants to do that work so it's like number one if you're having bad breath it's probably going on in the gut it's probably food selection it's probably you know an indicator i mean i don't know about you but I, when i've stood in front of people going they're they're literally dying mm. you know not that the breath is so bad but i my senses yeah. are like they're dying and we say that too like something died in there yeah yeah you know but, but i think yeah. instinctually we actually know yeah. that whatever they're doing they're not thriving yeah. and so it's a very deep thing so the microbiome down in the stomach is being affected then ineffective enzymatic activity and then when it's in the mouth you've just annihilated and now you just keep doing that and so it's getting progressively worse um because that, that alcohol is acting as like a total destroyer of, of path of um mi microflora exactly it doesn't care if it's good or bad it doesn't matter and that's where over sanitization of any kind is not a good idea like even the hands and the hyperchondriacs in this day and age um it can cause a lot of problems. And so wiping that out only exacerbates that whole thing. And now you have on top of it, again, these fatal conveniences of multiple punches. So now you've got, you know, yellow number, what was it? Listerine was always that faint yellow. That was their oh, signature. Oh, you're talking about, the, you're talking about that the brownish yeah, Listerine. That, that, I mean, oh, man. literally looked Listen, like urine. That stuff, yeah. that, the first time I had it, was at my 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 grandmother's neighbor's house mrs sweet her name was mrs sweet and she had some brown listerine yeah. i don't know why i had it yeah and i had some and i felt like oh this is what it tastes like to be 50 years older like instantaneously yeah. like that'd be a good slogan for them yeah listerine brown listerine if you want to know what it tastes like to be 50 years older yeah drink this today drink this or today. or if if you want to feel, now I'm just spitballing some ideas here about <laughs> brown Listerine's ad. It is so terrible. Oh. If, if fresh breath isn't enough and an exorcism is needed instead, reach for brown Listerine. Do you, you got a demon. Do in you there. enjoy self-flagellation? Oh. Beat, your, beat your microbiome to a pulp totally. with brown Listerine. Yeah. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're, you're dealing with a, a pH, an acidic environment, anaerobic environment. And on top of it, so, so again, this multiple putch, once you start chemicalizing things and, and not obeying nature, you then 
that acidity changes. So once that die-off happens from the microflora, that acidity changes. And so now it becomes more acidic after about mm. 5.5 pH. Now it literally, the second wave of that is it's eating your enamel. Yeah. So now you're literally kind of undercutting that, not to mention the yellow number threes and the green uh, blue uh, green number sixes or if I've got those mixed up, I don't know. But, but those as well are carcinogenic and right. connected to, to cancers. So you're like, how many different – and some of these fatal conveniences, dude, I just have to literally – I mean, I'm working on a book right now where I can kind of dig, dig, dig deeper. But some of these things are so many. I just have to kind of go, okay, what's the top three things or one that we can focus on that that is going on so I can distill that down to go, this is bad enough, so let me just focus on that and tell people how gnarly this is. But when you start picking it apart, and not to mention the overuse of it, just destroy it. all of these little things that aren't so little. Think about over 20 years. 25 like all that stuff you 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 can't survive it's like it's like a forest fire coming through and wiping out the ecosystem all the time it's every time you swish with that stuff you know what's hitting me right now is the fact that the the digestive process really does start in the mouth and so you're encoding your food with your dna and rna you're encoding your food with Mm -hmm. your own enzymes that your body's producing getting that food familiar with your system could our devastation of our oral microbiome be leading to autoimmune issues and all these digestive distress issues that are again skyrocketing today as well but we don't attribute it to things like this and it it likely definitely plays a large part it has to like again every you know this every zone in your body is a different zone it's a different thriving ecosystem it's got its own balances acids alkalines all of these stuff so is your mouth so you're bringing in acidic thing every day, multiple times a day, and you've, you've changed the environment. Now those amylase enzymes, not to mention you've already killed the, the bacteria, but now, now the amylase that you need for carbohydrates to start that process is no longer there. It can't thrive. It can't do its job. And so we're just playing with this, this the, you know, we're throwing things at it. Just our whole, you know, the whole American view of health is so flipped. Like it's it's literally almost the opposite of what you should be doing. And so, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? So, yeah. so, so that's yeah. where I'm like, yeah, of course I like good breath. But let's just make sure that you're eating well. And, you know, uh, eucalyptus is still great. Uh, peppermint, still great. Yeah. Uh, you know, clean up your diet. Eat. You know, chew on some mint leaves. I mean, there's a, a million different things that you can do to it's, not, you know, expose yourself to harm. Instead, we reach for that brown Listerine. I, <sighs> I forgot about the brown Listerine, man. Like, yeah. of course, I know the, the, the more cool mint type, but that brown Listerine changed my life. <sighs> all right. It made me feel like, have you seen the, the preview for M. Night Shyamalan's newest movie? It's like where people go to an island, and they get old really fast. like if i felt like that like i felt like i started to decay (laughs) you know and i just thought of another slogan because i think it came out in like 1879 from from listening to your your fatal convenience on it do you fancy capital punishment (laughs) don't give them the chair give them brown listerine 
executing people's microbiome since 1879. <laughs> yeah. All right. So exactly. it's so crazy that these things are, again, it just becomes a normal part of our life. It's a fatal convenience. Fresh yeah. breath, kill, you know, yeah. get everything sterilized in there, yeah. which that is the wrong approach. We're it's not looking approach. to be sterilized. No. We're looking for, for, for cleanliness, for balance. Yeah. But the, the last thing that I want to mention and throw it back to you is that when we're devastating this oral microbiome, mm -hmm. we're creating the susceptibility for pathogens, for more gnarly things, because we don't have that protective force field. Yeah, and that's, that's the, I mean, you think about that. I, I, I remember saying this in my book when I was, had this moment, I'm like, how vulnerable are we opening up our mouth and putting stuff in, like from out here mm -hmm. to in there? And now we're talking about the very start of that process. Yep. And you've, you've divorced nature. You've doubled down on chemistry that hasn't even been vetted for the most part, right? We're going back to that stat where, what, 9,000 total of the 60,000 chemicals created every year are tested. And of those tested, they're pretty compromised in their testing to get the results that they want and, you know, all of those things. So, so it's like, Listen, you can, hell, you can grab a spruce leaf and start chewing on it. It's freaking great for your mouth and there's no side effects. So yeah, you are literally creating a dangerous scenario. You have, you know, germ theory, terrain theory. So think about just that first place where you've now germs, we all know this, right? Or maybe some don't, but you know, germ theory, it's the basis of American Medical Association that Oh, we're going to catch something. Whereas Anton Bekemp, back in the day, was one of the greatest microbiological researchers of our time. He said, no, no, no. The environment that a bacteria or a virus comes into knows what it needs to survive. So if it has an environment where it will and can survive, it will hang out and proliferate. If it doesn't, it takes off. It'd be like, okay, you go to the Arctic right now and you're going to be like, hell no. It's freezing. I don't know where my food is. I'm out. It's the same thing. The intelligence of life at its core knows how to thrive and survive. So if you've now changed your terrain, you've made it acidic, anaerobic, now you've invited other types of bad, not so beneficial microbes and viruses to come into that very opening yeah. that you've now said world come in. So it is, you know, so yeah, I mean, can we be dramatic about it? Hell yeah, we can be dramatic about it. Stop doing these things that are literally undercutting your, and my whole thing, dude, it comes down to, I just want people to have a freaking great life. That's where it all comes down to. So if, listen, don't do that, do this instead. And the cool thing is if we, a bunch of us become aware of these things that are harming us, that naturally says, don't do that. And then we're not gonna pay for those anymore. We're gonna pay for these healthier ones. Yeah. 
And then that whole world's going to increase and the other guys are going to be forced to change and get out of this whole thing. So that's, that's the undercurrent as well. Is like you get to feel better. You get to have a healthier life not being punched in the kidney <laughs> with these chemicals or liver or whatever. And you get to start feeling better, right? So it's, it's just this whole thing. So we can't, in this day and age, we can't just pretend we got to just eat perfectly. I believe this to my core. I saw my father suffer. We also have to learn how to get away from the chemicalized food, processed foods, personal care, EMFs, the experiment uh, that we're doing with no oversight. Yeah. I don't care what agency and letters there are. There's no oversight. Not for this magnitude. So, so it's on us. Yeah. We're having this conversation. It's literally on us. Yeah. You know, you're doing it. You're peeling back these layers so that people can understand this is what's going on. So, but I like that mm -hmm. because, you know, I too grew up with the delusion that I thought, you know, everyone had, you know, governments were supposed to do what they're supposed to do. The UN supposed to do what they're supposed to do. And I, I see a lot of failure. So I'm like, that's cool. Now we gotta, we gotta, let's do it. Yeah. And again, like I always go back to this example too, where I was like, you know, water, right? So I'm in the middle I mean, literally to this day, I can see the scene. I'm in the middle of Africa. I'm, I'm looking at Baobab. So Baobab, Madagascar, Western Africa, Southern Africa, incredible Baobab tree. It's incredible superfood, but it comes from these crazy places. And I was there, it's funny, whole funny story, but then I got involved with Raincatcher. This organization doesn't exist anymore, but it was a very simple way of filtering water. And I just saw this kid getting this water that just was just horrific. And there was animals and feces and everything else. They needed water. And he was walking back and like, I'm like, how is this possible? And there's like more NGOs than you can possibly imagine in Africa. You can't possibly imagine. There's more resources in Africa, food and, and precious metals. And like, so, okay, well, it's not working out. They're not solving problems. And then I'm like, well, where's the UN? Where are these? So I'm sitting there going, I'm watching Russian roulette play out right in front of me. And I'm like, let me clean that water. So I take the jerry can, dirt water. You know, I don't mean to go off on the water, but I'm making, a, making, making a, a point here. You know, many people throughout those areas never seen what clean water looks like. So I clean this water, I show it to them, and boom, there's, they have clean water. And there's no moving parts. They don't have to. It's the filter. And so it goes back to the, the same thing, full circle. It's like, I'm seeing it. It's people are being affected. I saw my father 
being affected. I'm seeing research. I'm seeing people. I'm seeing chemicals and stuff that are clearly disrupting hormones and causing cancer. So what am I going to turn away from it? It's right there. Am I going to turn away from the kid? I'm sitting here with a filter. No. So, so that's, the, that's the thing underneath it all. It's like, I don't know why these organizations. I mean, listen. That being said, there's some great people in those organizations trying to do great things. Yeah. I've met them. They're wonderful. So I don't want to come off saying all of these people and organizations suck. I don't think they're being effective as they can be. And I think we lose track of boots on the ground and we lose track of like, you know, diapers on a baby that are full of plastic. It's a really, really, really bad thing. Yeah. You know, uh, Laptops on a mother who has a baby is proven to cause impediment to an unborn baby and the mom. So these things need to be shared because people are suffering unnecessarily. Yeah. And there's, man, that's powerful. And the, the beautiful thing is you just directed it back to, to us. Mm. And we are so powerful. Mm. but if we are not aware of that ability to choose, to learn, to educate ourselves, yeah. we kind of relent to have other people in organizations making choices for us, right. which they're basically laying out what the American dream looks like or civilization looks like by basically poisoning a baby from day one yeah. with you know all these abnormal things that we're putting onto their bodies to the abnormal formulas and the list goes on and on. Yeah. But to, to take a step back, you know, even with, we started with mouthwash being one of these fatal conveniences. And you mentioned something like, even with the, the, the hygiene aspect of flossing, but using a bamboo floss, just wet it a little bit, or um, just getting toothpaste, just start, start, take a step that doesn't have artificial chemicals and, and dyes and parabens and just get something a little bit better. And we actually had on uh, Katie Wells, Wellness Mama. Mm -hmm. So she's got some, some great brands that, are utilizing again like simple things essential oils natural ingredients um but we've got to understand there's there's a there's a transition with that because you're not basically you know destroying your oral microbiome with listerine anymore so it's not going to be the same yeah. when you use coconut oil and a little bit of um peppermint essential oil yeah right that's what i do and i'll do the you know the swishing with that for a yeah. bit what's referred oil to pulling. as oil pulling, yeah. you know what I mean? And helping to kind of clean house in there, little, little refreshing, but not like Megatron devastation taking right. place, you know what I mean? So what are some other things that we can do as far as the oral health? Well, yeah, that, that one's a good one. I mean, obviously the oil pulling, that's, that goes back 20,000 years, basically at Ayurveda, right? So that's largely maybe the most, old, the oldest uh, healthcare system. Um, and you know, I would again, go back to what you're eating. Right. So mm -hmm. those kind of things. That's making your teeth. Huh? It's what makes your teeth. Yeah. You know, exactly. the food that you eat. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And the microflora, right? So yeah. what, what 
and the smell is coming out of you yeah (laughs) yeah big time so you know you know ask your partner what do i smell you know what do i smell like what is it and that can be an indicator but like you know simple things like again you go back to like i don't use any swishing stuff i mean aside from oil pulling on a somewhat consistent basis you know i just go back to healthy uh toothbrushing um and healthy toothpaste right without propylene glycols and whitening stuff and all of those things so um so there's a lot of and and literally just you know a little colloidal silver uh is great antibacterial add it in some water swish it around and if you want the the zing you can put you know a, a drop of peppermint in there and and really even tea tree right and swish it around swish it out uh these things are incredible and they don't have side effects of undercutting your entire health and they've been used again for tea trees incredible like i even use it on surfing you know brushing up against rocks and cutting yourself it's like mm-hmm. uh fantastic so yeah. awesome so uh, just to reiterate, just take a step, you know, take so whether it's switching out your floss, maybe swapping out your mouthwash, uh, you know, your toothpaste, just take a step. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but let's just reduce our exposure to these fatal conveniences yeah. a little bit as a t- at a time. And I love that you started with that. I want to ask you about the next one, which I just went to uh, a friend of mine. He's a comedian and, you know, he was doing a set and he he kept on putting chapstick on, you know, during the set. And he was making jokes about it as well. And I saw your fatal mm-hmm. convenience on the chapstick. Yeah. And uh, it was a great time. It was incredibly <laughs> funny. Um, but at the same time, I was like, man, that's, you know, that's one of those things that Darren was talking about. So chapstick. And I know, some again, some people are like, what about my chapstick? Yeah. I'm not giving up my chapstick. I'm not. Just just relax. We, we have to be informed. Inform that's yourself. the thing. Yeah, it's weird because let's just keep stay away from, at th- at this point of the whatever chemicals are in there. So first off, you're undercutting the natural signals of your lips first. Mm-hmm. So so your lips are creating new cells underneath, and then there's then then each layer is drying out, and then it comes out. and And if your your lips are being Lips are super sensitive, right? Mm-hmm. They're like this little receiver of the environment, as well as your nose from an olfactory standpoint. So, so if it's dry, then your body turns on that cycle faster, right? So then that that cycle. So so so, so this is all like when you hear it, mm. it's like duh. It makes it makes sense, right? Yeah. So it turns that on and then turns that over. Of course, hydration plays a role. Because I, I too, been on an airplane and been traveling, and I'm like, oh my god, I haven't even drank enough water, and you can definitely fall into that, and then I'll get like coconut oil or something. But that being aside, as soon as you start putting that layer on, now you're you're literally turning off that signal because hmm. now the lips aren't perceiving it. It, it you've you've created a barrier of your lips receiving that signal, so it shuts off that that uh re- that cycling process of creating new cells so n- now all of a sudden it's not cycling but as soon as you, as soon as that wears off your lips are extremely dry because there's nothing happening there's natural cycle is not happening so then you go back and you hit it again and hit it again and hit it again 
and then you literally become addicted and your and your lips become addicted to it the major chemical side of this thing is parabens right so these things god there's just certain chemicals that show up in so many things phthalates show up in so many personal care products parabens show up and this is again it's a known carcinogen so so you're you're again known carcinogen cancer causing agent that's what it means bingo and you're like just let's just sit with that for a second (laughs) i mean yeah i'm gonna put this on my lips and why the hell is it in my chapstick Mm. right so so that's a that's an obvious no no so you, you you're you're so it's trying to and not to mention I think it's up to six six layers deep. It's like a very penetrating uh, compound. And so it's affecting, and I haven't even looked into what it's doing from vitamin D perspective, but, but how is it disrupting the chemicalizing of the skin itself? It's penetrating so deeply. So... When you dermis, epidermis, and you're going into all of that stuff, you're affecting that and, and bringing a known carcinogen deep into your lips. So what are the links of cancer as it relates to chapstick? And I don't even know yet. Right. You know? so, um, so those are the things that the biggest thing, you're, you're again, you're undercutting your natural cycle of your skin production on your lips specifically. And then you're putting a known carcinogen. It's just a prescription for disaster. And then you get to this point where you literally, I'm so addicted to putting it on um, that it's tough to break that cycle. But you have to get through that little uncomfortable bit of letting your lips cycle through and rehydrate themselves and get some of that new skin cell out in front, right? Um, so yeah, may it, may it, maybe it's a little inconvenient, for a week but then you'll break the habit of this and listen if you're in a gnarly situation there's shea butter and and coconut oil and i've had to use those and when we're traveling for down to earth and in australia we were in like you know in the middle of some heavy heat and dry and ocean and there's definitely moments where i was like wow i need something um but i would never, ever put a commercial product on my lips. This was like organic coconut oil that I take mm-hmm. everywhere with me anyway. So that's what I would use. And, and easy, to, easy to not use uh, in terms of that, you know, the commercialized thing I would just stay away from. And there are some, you know, bees, uh, beeswax or uh, bee companies doing some cool stuff with uh, propolis. And I think even their throwing some vitamin d in there as well and so there's some companies you might even be connected to some beekeepers yeah beekeepers. oh yeah yeah so beekeepers yeah. are Big doing some good stuff yeah so that wasn't even uh, meant to be a plug but i have heard they've been doing some great stuff and that's again that that that's you know as listeners here it's great to know that there's companies that are following nature and following physiology, chemistry, biology, and and using these natural products that go with it, and then 
oh wow, I can still use this. I can still f- makes my lips feel great, but I'm not undercutting my own chemistry yeah. and biology of what my lips need to do, what my lips need to sense, and most importantly, the disruption and the and the hormone disruption and the cancer uh, potentiation that you're doing with this this stuff. I mean, come on, like, that's so powerful. That that was the thing. The 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 truth, the idea that was new to me was the fact that the constant dependence upon the chapstick, it's preventing your lips from doing the thing that it would be doing to produce the skin cells necessary to have the, the texture and the balance that's yeah. needed because it's not getting a chance to do it because we've created this addiction. And so that's one aspect. And the other aspect being that, you know, putting these things on our lips, of course, we're what you put on your skin, you're also eating. Mm-hmm. And that's literally on your mouth. It's on your lips in the first place. So you're definitely getting you a nice helping of that stuff. <laughs> um, so preventing the lips from doing what, what they're designed to do, but also this is a game changer. Your lips are giving you feedback for what you need. They're giving their, their sensors, your skin overall, but really your lips in a more intense way, in a sense, is giving you feedback about potential deficiencies in things or, you know, your, your body's thermoregulation or whatever the case yeah. might be. It's just like, shut up lips. Yeah. You know, just throw this yeah. Carmex levels on there. and whatever else. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I'm working right now on the book and I'm getting into a lot of, I've done a few, but I'm, I'm getting a lot into the women's cosmetic side of things. I mean, we're just talking about lipstick. I mean, we're just talking about chapstick. Right. Imagine that. Yeah, why, right. The lipstick gets, gets a little bit crazy. Much, so that's that's a whole other so opportunity of change. I don't know how many times people have licked their lips during <laughs> this know, part me, of the show. Me, <laughs> we got a bunch of LL Cool J's out there, you know, you know <laughs> listening. But um, yeah, it's just our, our bodies are amazing. Our bodies are able to adapt and to be in balance. But mm. we live in an abnormal condition where we're not allowing our bodies to yeah. reset homeostasis we're constantly masking symptoms so yeah. what what is your what are your lips or what are your dry lips trying to tell you or crack yeah. lips or whatever the case might be and like you said there's a transition point where you are allowing your body to to rebalance itself you got to trust the process you can use some natural things like you mentioned and many good companies are like stepping up to yeah. upgrade things remove a lot of the toxic chemicals and use things that are proven that have historical background and also some peer-reviewed evidence as well so really powerful stuff so we covered mouthwash, we covered chapstick. Now I gotta ask you, this was the one I was like, I don't know, I don't know if we should talk about this one. And this is flying, commercial flying. Yeah, yeah. Why is this a fatal convenience? Well, um, I mean, there's two layers to that actually, right? The, the scanner, which is one part of it, the TSA scanner and then the flying. Um, there's so many actually, and I kept it pretty brief in that one, but there's so many different aspects to it. Um, because we're up higher, we're getting hit with more cosmic radiation that's not uh, the UVA, UVB. Uh, UVA uh, largely gets taken care of before it hits the earth, but we're getting more of it. So it's very carcinogenic, that type of radiation. So not to mention that. So it's very stressful on the body, but you're also in a low oxygen environment, uh, and the pressure, pl- 
the pressurization uh, creates uh, uh, fluid buildup and thrombosis uh, and blood clots. And uh, so, I mean, if you're not healthy and you don't have good circulation, it's literally dangerous to get on a plane. Um, I mean, there's certain things I could say about the state of the world right now that, that make it even more dangerous, but uh, I'll probably refrain from opening up that can of worms, but for now, for now. Um, but yeah, it's, it creates a whole, so there's a, there's a stress response. There's a low oxygen environment. There's a cosmic radiation. Can we stay on this cosmic radiation part yeah. for a second again? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. that might sound cool, like silver surfer or whatever, like yeah. you might be. No, I mean, humans, yeah. if we just, this just to be rational about this, yeah. we're not designed to be up there. No. Right? Like that's something. 40,000 And it's, it's been like, as far as like commer- the ability to do this on a, you know, semi-consistent basis is like literally just recent decades, just yeah. a few decades. And so have we adapted to that? Have we evolved to be able to, no, we're not even remotely close to that. <laughs> right. And that's the thing for us to understand. And what are the, the ramifications? We don't know, but we do see higher rates of certain things taking place mm-hmm. with flight attendants, with pilots, for example. Um, and so, but this is a place for one of my, my youngest son's godmother is, she's been a flight attendant for like 40 years, mm-hmm. but she's also so invested in health. Like she's done so much and she's seen people come and go for many years. Sure. And so there, we wanna double down on your personal healthcare if you are required to be traveling a lot. But we've gotta keep in mind that this is a very abnormal thing and that radiation is a real thing. Yeah. And also, and this is what I wanna lean into a little bit more, the, the, essentially the recycled air aspect and the massive lack of moisture just when you get up there to that, the air you're accessing. Yeah. And this is why, I mean, you become rapidly, significantly dehydrated. One expert I remember from a few years back uh, was giving an analogy of it being like three times, the, the air being three times more dry than the Sahara Desert, Yeah, you know? And so you're having like a direct one, 2% drop in your body's baseline hydration level, which that in of itself can damage your DNA, lead to cognitive decline. And there's also, there's some, something in the mix here if people wanna think about what are the symptoms, of course, like you probably feel a little bit more fatigued. Sure. You'll probably, of course, um maybe have maybe more irritable uh you get drunk faster yeah absolutely talk about that how is that happening yeah well that you know because of the the poor oxygen the slowing of the metabolism uh yeah you put this poison in and your body it's a four alarm fire of trying to get this poison metabolized out of your body keep in mind people that alcohol is a poison (laughs) you know it raises this alarm in the body so when your body's under that level of stress it quickly moves alcohol to its number one because now you've just ingested a poison on top of all of these things so um so your body's ability to deal with that gets gets compromised quite a bit um and not to mention it just adds to that's that's the funny thing is i i don't you know i I don't understand when people get on a plane they kind of let go in a certain mm-hmm. sense, like they just start drinking more yeah. or they just eat all this kind of food, which right. I always bring food, you know, people are like, oh, you can do that. Like I literally, I have a backpack. Yeah. I've made a salad, I put it in a mason jar. And I'm like, bringing food or I'm not eating. Exactly. Just, it's a great fasting, Simple. right? Yeah. 
So, um, by the way, some researchers, the Salk Institute has really been mm. pioneering so much of the work around circadian medicine. Yes. And one of the things that they've talked about that they're confirming in the data is when you're shifting t time zones, mm -hmm. one of the ways to help your body to adjust quicker, because this can throw off your, you know, your body's clock, you know, again, it's another thing we're not yeah. designed to do is like, yeah. let's pick this human up and plop them somewhere else. Yeah. And you're not traveling by horse and buggy. This is like within, you know, an hour or whatever the case might be, you can be in a totally different location. Yeah. And so that can throw off your body's connection with the environment, with life. Yeah. And so one of the ways to, accelerate you adapting to the new environment is just is fasting yeah which is again like oh. this this is cutting edge research and it's something so simple yeah you know but so again i'm sorry to interrupt but no, also no, no. so bringing your food and or and or fast yeah. and so when they're coming by with that tray they got the cookies and the chips and the sizzle pudding pops <laughs> and all the you know they got all the goodies it's just like just say no you don't know what it's spiked with yeah I don't know if people are gonna get that layered <laughs> joke. That's layered, you don't. Anyways, you got you got me now. Okay. Yeah, and you you add on top of it the processed food and the sugars and all of that stuff. And like the the thing, you know, I try to double down on the hydration as well during yeah. that time. I yeah, bring a absolutely. glass bottle and just for my own placebo, I take their plastic bottles and I pour it in mine. I shake it up and I just like try to to help that scenario but what you brought up with the circadian rhythm is very very real and especially when you have you know five hours six yeah, yeah. ten like these things now it's really uh can can mess you up so so again the more diligent you are while you're in the air get up move around yeah. do some breathing nose breathing only um try to create the scenario because the nitric oxide naturally releases from your nose so the oxygen you are taking in is going to be more available by deep breathing and the alveoli and then not to mention that dry bloody air coming in at least it's going to be moisturized mm -hmm. a little bit right. through the nasal passages right. so again it's just these little things that are so powerful yeah. when you add them up when you're in this weird, like you said, this weird artificial environment that we definitely have not adapted to. So you just wanna, I, this whole thing, all of these things are just a ways that how can I minimize the level of stress? And I love that because I haven't seen that study with fasting. I've done it many times instinctually yeah. or that I didn't have food and I always feel better. And I love that there's a study on that. I'm gonna have to grab that study from you. So um, yeah, it's just minimizing all of this stuff. And then if we want to just touch on the, the scanner uh, things, just since we're in the airport mode, yeah. um, the, you know, these TSA scanners are so, so interesting to me that these mi uh, millimeter non-ionizing radiation, here, the, the, the interesting thing was there was a bunch of, and you'll find this weirdly interesting. As I was digging, there's, there's, a few doctors having statements of going, I'm concerned. I'm like, okay, like I'm concerned about these millimeter waves. Thank God we're not using ionizing radiation because at some, one point we were yeah. like full x-rays. Yeah. Um, so that TSA thing that you go in and it scans your body, it's using non-ionizing, but keep in mind, 
non-ionizing. It's a type of microwave, right? Hello. All right. I want people to hear that part. <laughs> it's a type of microwave. You're going into a microwave. Yeah. So when you have a TSA agent that's, and you ask them a question, no, nah, it's safe. That's all they say. They don't know anything about anything, right? You're going into a microwave. It's a millimeter voltage of EMF. It's like a concentration EMF generator, right? Enough to, to, to look through your freaking body and to see if you have anything. So here's the easy thing. So EMF, he heavy EMF exposure, we know that there's a lot of stress, cellular stress, pushing the calcium out, creating a lot of osmotic pressure uh, and, and calcium changes uh, and DNA strain and stress and damage. Okay, so that's, we know that. So why would you put yourself in that position? You have an out. You literally have an out. You can opt out. Yeah. I have never, and I've traveled a lot. A lot, yeah. I have never been in one of those things, ever, right? So as soon as I, you know, I have the global entry and the pre-screen, all of that stuff too, so that those helps. Are helpful. Yeah. Those are helpful. Sometimes um, they don't even have scanners for those. A lot of times they don't. Yeah, you just walk through metal, the regular. detector. Yeah. yeah, but clearly international, blah, 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 and you're going to run into these, these scanners. So all I do is go look at the guy who's going to walk you through or walk you in. I said, I want to opt out. They look at you a little funny, mm -hmm. and they said, okay, and then they, they yell to the guy, hey, we've got a male opt out because yeah. the male has to be with the male and the female has to be with the female. And so then you just wait patiently. Then a, then a really highly qualified... TSA agent comes, highly qualified, you yeah. know, to 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 give you a personal scan, personal pat down scan. So this is, I've been that guy as well. It's just like sometimes we don't want to be that guy because everything is just as is norm normal, which is abnormal. Yeah, it's people are just funneling through, you know, this instant microwave. But here's the thing too, because the thing that comes up for me is like, oh, it's just like that. It's just a quick second. Right, but. Within a quick second, it, these waves shoot through your through your body, through your cells. It could yeah. literally damage your DNA. It's not a joke. Yeah. But to what degree? I don't know. But once we start stacking these things on top of each other again and getting more and more away from being human, yeah. And these are we're tinkering with with things that we've never had exposure to in our evolution. We're yeah. tinkering with these things yeah. in the under the guise of protecting. Our citizens, for example, which again, talk, yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, talk about that. <laughs> it's so crazy. So most of these new ones were implemented from 9-11, right? So we pushed all this in and we're like, listen, who's going to say no, right? So like, yeah, let's get these new, let's stop all this stuff. Guess what hasn't been th thwarted anything? These, these scanners haven't stopped any known attack since the beginning. So now what, 20 years later? So they don't want that information because as I was digging, number one, there was very little on record study specifically on the TSA scanner. But there was a bunch of these statements of guys they have concerns. So I couldn't find any real, real studies. But then you could go, okay, it's microwave, it's this, it's of course, and then there's some studies that show, but it, 
So they're, they're avoiding that kind of thing. And then what they really don't want you to know is that they've virtually been ineffective at stopping anything. And you know what one of the bloody statements of one of the, the manufacturers and the guys in the airport security head guy said? He said, well, it's a placebo. Well, it, it deters people. Like, are you kidding me? So, so now we're going to go into a microwave and the best answer you got is it's a good at deterring people. Guess what I could do? I can give you a dog. My dog, he's intimidating. A 90-pound German Shepherd. And no one has to go in a microwave. Just have a German Shepherd sitting right there. It's a deterrent. That a deter? (laughs) (laughs) Again, these are all these fatal conveniences, you know, and it's, it's for, it's, it, it it appears that these things, these things become normalized. Yeah. And it, it seems to make it more convenient so we don't have to hold up the line. We don't have to take more time, whatever the case might be, you know, getting to where we're trying to go, but at what cost? Exactly. And so just for us to just be aware of these things, so I'm gr- so grateful to have you on to talk about these things. I want to ask you about a few more of these. And the next one is, oh man, this one is crazy. Cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. Right? So let's talk about that. Why is that a, con- a fatal convenience? Cough syrup, that surprised me. Uh, because I'm like, okay, okay, I'm assuming codeine, we're going to find codeine in there. Right, the the dilator, bronchiodilator. We've had bronchiodilators all the time. If you have bronchial issues, number one, the cough, cough drops and cough things. But again, this goes way back. Yeah. We've been dealing with no one wants a freaking annoying cough, but there's a very real and reason why we're coughing. It's a protectant to get rid of these irritants that are bothering us. To surround them in fluid to get them out of the body. So coughing is a normal thing but there's a certain point where it can then start to cause some damage too so then we're like okay how do we how do we deal with this so the history is fun to understand (laughs) it's just checking in little jog is checking in after his nap and you were sharing Um, that in the fatal convenience you know and i love this because and that i love that you mentioned that earlier about our, our vibe and our connection but i would i was listening and getting some of the history and it's like that's what i would do because I'm interested in like, where yeah. did this start, yeah. you know? And so in the beginning, well, again, we don't know how far back this goes, mm. but some of the newer injunctions of kind of quote cough drops mm. were, I mean, again, some of them are based on natural things, yeah. right? But then we start to get into the more chemical nature. And before you know it, once we open that door, yeah. things can get scary quick. So you mentioned, the codon yeah. being one of the things. And it, again, it has this, this biological effect, yeah. but what are the other effects that it can have? Yeah, yeah, and the, and the, the codeine's a scary one because you can use that. And, that, and the, I think the most, the, the biggest scary thing, the way I was looking at it is this new compound, I forget the big name of it, it's the DMX, right? So this, this is used, by by children because or is it it's dxm oh sorry yeah so it was it's dxm i forget the whole i was like dog yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah dxm dxm uh and and this 
is interesting the way our thought process is with when we're creating these things. So DXM, you know, originally we're like, let's use menthols, eucalyptus, honey, like lemon, warm water. Let's use those things to soothe and coat and all of that stuff. The DXM, they go, nah, screw it. Let's just go neurologic. Let's just go all the way and try to change the neurological mechanisms of, of your body coughing. So you're like, what the hell? And I, I literally had no idea that this existed. Because I'm, I, you know, I go in with a, I know that there's some problems. And this one was like, blew me away. And of course, as soon as you use it, or abuse it, you start getting some some issues. So kids started using this, and you start having getting high, hallucinating, uh, and then it derails and literally can can and then you start combining it with the the the, the alcohol, alcohol, the codeine, and now you're just experimenting in this pharmacological soup that in its core is disrupting a, a neurological mechanism of coughing. So this is a very, very dangerous um, chemical that <laughs> is in our cough syrup, for God's sakes. So that, that was the alarming uh, side of this. Then you realize how many kids are suffering. You realize how many... Uh, psychotic breaks that it can cause and neurological issues um and i was like that's cough syrup that's cough syrup man like what the hell how can we how can we and that again dude when i'm recording these things i sometimes after i've already done the research i've already written it out and i'm recording it i hear myself saying it I end up getting pissed. I don't know if they're editing some of that stuff out, but I get pissed sometimes because I'm hearing myself say this and I'm, I'm, I'm reading stats of children suffering and pregnant women being affected and, and kids who aren't even born being, you know, you know, 200 chemicals are in the umbilical cord of every quote unquote normal child being born this to this day. And that was 15 years ago, that research. So we have chemicalized all of these things. So it's, yeah, man, it's, 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 so <laughs> I go back to this whole thing. I can't believe it. Yeah. You know, almost to the point where I can't believe what's going on in the world today, but I can't believe that we've allowed it. And again, if I can share something, that a, uh, a mom who's controlling the household, who's buying the stuff, can not buy the stuff with that in it, can buy some naturally, natural compounds, natural medicines to use instead, yeah. uh, and not literally have this stuff around their children and being ingested, then that's, that's worth all of it. You know? Yeah, this is a big one. It's a fatal convenience in every sense of the word, you know, a lot of, a lot of kids have, you know, 
some serious neurological damage, deaths, yeah. you know, and this is something that's just on store shelves, like it's nothing. And for, to, to what point, you know? And so yeah. I, I think it's important, and, uh, and you did highlight this, like nobody wants to like experience the coughing and that if there's something that we can do to help to kind of, but what we want to do is help our bodies to pass that, that threshold of discomfort by getting better faster. You know, because the coughing is a natural reflex and your body's trying to heal itself. It's a part yeah. of the process. But there are things that can help to um, t- to to make the process more graceful. Mm-hmm. And you you mentioned the bees earlier. Yeah. So with beekeepers, they actually have, because we're also getting close as of this recording to cold and flu season, which is going to be this year. <laughs> Just wait and see. Just wait and see. <laughs> but they have an incredible, and this is what we have in our in our cabinets. It's called Be Better Cough Syrup, and it's based on listen to this: pure buckwheat honey, elderberry, chaga, bee propolis, and olive leaf extract. And the reason that this matters, but does it work? Randomized double blind placebo control study revealed that honey was able to outperform placebo and significantly reduce cough frequency and severity at night and improve sleep quality. And you're not getting the 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 the, the blue number one, the FDC red number 40, the high fructose corn syrup, propylene glycol oh, in oh. the cough syrup. The list goes on and on. The, the sweeteners, you know, the saccharin, all these crazy things. So you're getting something that is, that is natural, that's been utilized for thousands of years, incredibly effective, and just to help to support the body's process along the way. And really quickly, I didn't know we... It was just an opportunity to mention yeah. this because I actually saw it today, but um, I was just hanging out with Michael Beckwith. And one of the things that I saw is, you know, we we're just kind of rummaging through my, my superfood cupboard and uh, elderberry, which is in here as well. And it reminded me of this study. And this was a double blind placebo control study. And this was published in a peer reviewed journal, Advances in Traditional Medicine, found that after 48 hours of treatment with elderberry, coughing was relieved in 31% of patients versus a placebo. The study also noted significantly reduced fever, headache, muscle aches, and nasal congestion within 24 hours of treatment with elderberry. It's in there. Be better cough syrup. This is one of my favorite companies. Uh, Beekeepers Naturals is doing stuff the right way. They're, they're, they're testing for, they're doing the extra thing that you know isn't being done, which is actually using third-party testing and mm-hmm. testing for pesticides and heavy metals and all these things that are in a lot of bee products out there, the conventional ones sure. that don't care as much and so go to beekeepersnaturals.com forward slash model that's b-e-e-k-e-e-p-e-r-s naturals.com forward slash model you get 15 percent off everything that they carry i'm a big fan of their superfood honey but this is one thing to definitely have in your cabinet is this be better cough syrup and you know like i mentioned man this one here when you when i listen to this fatal convenience it really hit me just how deeply it's embedded in our culture yeah utilizing cough syrup for the high. And then I was thinking back to my childhood and just like, you know, parents even today, like just to get that kid to just knock them out or whatever the case might be, put some tussin on it, you know, use sure. some, some robotussin, some NyQuil, whatever the case might be. And this stuff is really, it's designed to, to intercept your brain, your yeah. brain activity. It's, yeah. it's not a joke. Yeah, it's not a joke. And I, I love the, the, the other side of it too, like the, the, with the beekeepers, like you literally have no side effects. It's flowing with nature. It's been used for 
ever. I mean, I even have elderberry on my property. And so it's like that stuff's been around and for a very long time. And, and honey, it's like how much more soothing can honey be? So, um, yeah, it's, and I love that. So anyway, I, it hats off to that company for doing the right thing. Well, since I got you here, if we can get in one or two more of these fatal conveniences, sure. you've, you've, you've dabbled in this one a little bit. You've mentioned the laptops. Yeah. But let's talk about that because it's literally called a laptop. So they're, yeah. just, they're telling you to put it on your lap. You know, it's a lap dance, laptop yeah. lap dance. Yeah. Why is this a concern? Why is this a fatal convenience? I mean, it comes down to reproduction. I mean, that's boom, straight. It literally both male and female. Um, so there's, there's, I mean, aside from the EMF, the heat, testes outside of the body are there for a reason to regulate temperature. Testes inside the body, which is why they're outside of the body, changes their testosterone. So if we heat, if we have a laptop, and the laptop, just feel your laptop, it's hot, two degrees higher uh, changes the motility level uh, and plummets your ability. So motility is basically your, your, the production and the and utilization of sperm being effective, right? So motility just plummets. So it's literally undercutting the very Darwinian evolution of men. And, and again, we talk about getting hit from all these other angles all these personal care all these other things are also hitting you from an endocrine disrupting standpoint so this is a physical heat thing as well as cellular dna rna damage of the emf right that is on your lap and the, that it, this is verifiable it's a real thing people totally. just have no idea 100 yeah. percent. and it, like and yeah you don't want i mean i see people all the time with their friends and they throw their phone like this on their crotch. I literally reach over there and they're good friends. <laughs> they're good friends. And I just grab I just grab it that. and say, dude, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Like like an EMF signal is just going right to your nuts. And yeah. and and women too. So there all of these other estrogen fertility uh studies linked to women having these laptops on. So so uh EMF heat seems to be the thing again they they don't want the emf stuff out there they always go to the heat thing right and most of the studies are on the heat and so mm. fcc regulations are so old they're not even trying to update the emf frequency damage right so those regulatory bodies are ancient so, so they're just allowing all of this. There's no safety data. There's no, like the, the intensity of frequency. It's only getting worse for, you know, 1G, 2G, 3G, 4G, 5. It's only getting more and more intense. And so as a device is gathering signal, you become a hotspot, pun intended, mm. you know? So um, all that reproductive uh, disruption, cellular, cellular disruption, so really bad idea on multitude of ways, um, especially if you're trying to <laughs> trying to get pregnant. Um, the really easy fixes. I use uh, this company. This isn't even a plug. I don't do anything for them. Uh, Safe Sleeve. So they have a lead 
uh, sleeve uh, that you can put on your under your laptop or your device, whatever, and it blocks. And they have data, clinical data. It can't the EMF can't go through it. And also space. Mm-hmm. So it really drops after like nine inches. So the heat obviously then is not on the then the EMF really drops after about nine inches. So I I have these uh I mean there's stand up desks you can use and stuff like that, but I'll like I'll lay down on the couch and then I'll have a my tray that I can mm-hmm. like just goes over and then I'm here and ergonomically it's even better too. So that's a fatal convenience too, the positioning mm-hmm. of just being at a computer. Yeah. Right. So at least you're now you've taken care of that and you've gotten the EMF off of your body and you've gotten the heat off of your body. So this one's pretty easy to do, but my God, I see it. I just see yeah. people like no clue. So just don't think about it, man. You know, yeah, and that's, yeah, that's the point. Like, all right. And again, simple things we could do distance, like distance. you mentioned, uh, there's the safe sleeve. Yep. And I have one for my cell phone too. So. Yeah. So like same thing. So this is a safe sleeve. Again, this isn't even a plug for them, but yeah. it is a plug. Um, there's a there's a lead on this side. Mm-hmm. So like if I have the phone on, mm-hmm. I put that on this side of my body. But I usually when it's on my body, I turn it off anyway. Yeah. So same if if I'm not using my phone, my phone is away from me. Yes. You know, exactly. and you know, like for the show, I'll have my phone by me, but you know, even at, at, at home, I, when I get home, I take, you know, wallet, keys, phone, everything is yeah. somewhere yeah. unless I need to use it. Yeah. And these are simple things because again, we, I would say we don't know the ramifications. We don't, we don't know the depth of it, but we, we right. do have some pretty sound data that is yeah. very concerning because yeah. again, we're playing around with technologies and tinkering with different waves and frequencies and not understanding our bodies. We evolve, we have even every different organs have different frequencies mm. and when we are exposed to things that can disrupt those things we some some concerning things start to happen again we're like stacking more conditions against us and wondering why are there higher rates of cancer yeah. why are there higher rates of midbrain tumors in children yeah. who are just growing up with a cell phone up to their head i talked about this in, in sleep smart in my first book in some court data you know this was you know uh, folks in in you know um law firms trying to sue, but now they, they put warnings on the phones, for example, but you know, it's just, it, we don't care because we're so, it's so convenient to just unbox your new phone, put it up to your head and, or whether it's your, you know, your, your, your Wi-Fi headphones or whatever the case yeah. might be, which you talk about that as oh. well. So there's so many more of these fatal conveniences that you highlight and map out, but also provide solutions for, and this is what I really appreciate is like, mm-hmm. what can we do to kind of pivot, to upgrade yeah. things? And we definitely have you back once this, this new book of this concept mm-hmm. really outpictures and to talk mm-hmm. about more of this and really excited and you know, just so grateful to have you in the game right now and, do it, and doing what you're doing. You know, it's incredibly inspiring. And uh, you know, you're somebody that I definitely, we just have, we're linked up, man. Yeah. And uh, we got a lot of work that we need to do, of course, in the world right now. But I'm also, same, same thing, I'm very optimistic. But, you know, right now we've really got to, to tune in, focus on getting ourselves as healthy as possible yeah. so that we can really drive the mission forward. Um, but if you could, can you share where people can connect with you more, get yeah. more information on Darren, your book, 
And also just it, what else people need to know right now? You know, the world mm. is kind of bananas, yeah. you know, so um, yeah. Bananas, bananas, without a doubt. Um, well, Darren Oline on all platforms and Instagram, Twitter, DarrenOline.com. Um, I've been doing Darren's deep dives on Instagram on Mondays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I actually talked about this. Sometimes I just turn on, I know what I'm going to talk about. And this one was important for me too. And that is the world's crazy. It's easy to go down all these rabbit holes, easy to get sucked in, regardless of what you believe in any and all fashion. The thing that I would say to people right now is, and what I said on that one, is I said, listen, what can you do? What can you do for yourself? What do you want? What do you want the future to be? Write three of three things down. I'm challenging all of you right now. Like write three things down, what you want, and then three actions to those. Because we're saying you got to do something. And so, but literally let yourself dream. Like we look around going, wow, those things are all failing around us. Like the world's not what we thought it was. Okay, what do you want it to be? Let yourself dream and then put actions to that. Give yourself the authority in your life to take an action on what that dream is. And every day do that. And you'll find you'll be magnetized to other people that want to do that same thing. So even me. Like, just go, okay, I got to keep focusing on the world that I want to create, the things that we can do. Um, take care of your house always, right? Take care of that house and take care of your, literally your house of your family and your children and your community. And then what do you want to do? So I, I really believe that that's medicine because, and then taking action on that now helps you now. And then it starts laying that, those bricks of the future that we want to, we want, we all need to build for each other. Boom. Darren Olean, appreciate you, brother. Thank you so yeah, much man. for coming. Yeah. Thanks, man. And, and thank you for bringing Chaga. Chaga boy. He's out. Chaga's out like a light. <laughs> <laughs> Darren Olean, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. And listen, if you got a lot of value out of this episode, make sure to share the love, share this out with your friends and family on social media. And of course you could tag me. I'm at Sean model on Instagram and tag Darren as well and share what you thought about this episode. Sharing is caring. And of course, you can send this episode directly from the podcast app right to your friends and family and just people that you wanna share some insight with and some inspiration. I appreciate you so very much for tuning into the show today. Take care, have an amazing day. I'll talk with you soon. And for more after the show, make sure to head over to themodelhealthshow.com. That's where you can find all of the show notes. You can find transcriptions, videos for each episode. And if you got a comment, you can leave me a comment there as well. And please make sure to head over to iTunes and leave us a rating to let everybody know that the show is awesome. And I appreciate that so much. And take care. I promise to keep giving you more powerful, empowering, great content to help you transform your life. Thanks for tuning in.